0: We're here at River Valley and at all of our seven campuses. And I'm very excited to say the number seven as we have our new Woodbury campus launching this weekend. And uh, we are here to remember what Jesus did over 2,000 years ago. And uh, he died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. He rose from the dead to prove that his promises are true. And we are celebrating that. And it's an amazing, amazing day that we get to celebrate a risen king. And uh, today is a shared sermon uh, between myself and the campus pastors at your location. And uh, so we're gonna share back and forth with this. We're very excited that we can uh, preach the same sermon on Easter weekend and celebrate together. We're gonna look at several scriptures and we're gonna look at uh, the song that we wrote and that was sung during worship, Risen King. And I got to tell you this uh, when our worship team came to me and said, uh, we are writing this song, Risen King, and they read to me the words and then uh, started to let me in on the process of the song, and I just got excited because any song that proclaims Jesus as our risen king is uh, just a victorious song that I love singing, and then the song is amazing. I absolutely love it. It's quickly becoming one of my favorites, and I'm so glad that it's part of our, our CD that we're handing out, and uh, I just love that part in the song that says, Roll the stone away, see the empty grave. And every time we sing that, I get excited about it. And I, if you ever watch, don't watch me during worship, but if you ever do during that song, you, you might see me like, roll, it's like, it's like I'm like, roll, roll that stone. I mean, it's like. I get excited about it. It's like, get that stone out of the way. I mean, I kind of like that extreme makeover show, like move that bus. I mean, that's how I get. I mean, I just like, because it's so exciting. What's behind the stone is so exciting. And so to me, every time I sing that song, I just get excited. Now, please don't watch me during worship don't do that, okay? Uh, But it's just good. Roll the stone away. There's something about that. We are celebrating what the Word of God says and what that song says today. And uh, the song starts out, it says, you know, you chose the nails. And and of course, we know on this weekend, we celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ uh, died on the cross. And we also know that He's risen from the dead. But it started on the weekend with Him dying on the cross. And I just love the fact that They didn't have to force Jesus to die on the cross. That was a painful death. It was a horrible death. And the Bible tells us uh, that he laid down his life willingly. In John 10, 18, it says, No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my Father has commanded. And he's saying, you know what, I'm going to lay down my life I'm gonna willingly go to the cross. There's no objection here. That there's a desire to obey what my heavenly Father says and I am gonna do it. I know that this is the mission that I'm on and I'm laying down my life. And when they crucified him on the cross, he went willingly, and the Bible tells us that all of our sins were placed upon him. I love that. It says all of our sins, everything that we've done wrong. Uh, if you're not familiar what sin is, sin is what corrupts us. Sin is that moral weakness within us. Sin is that failure to live up to God's standard, and all of that was placed on Jesus. And the Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin for us. Everything was placed on him. First Peter 2.24 says, He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. He died so we could be forgiven, and every one of our sins were placed on him. And the Bible tells us that if we will ask for forgiveness of those sins, we can be forgiven. And at the end of the service here and at all of our campuses, we're gonna give an opportunity for people to do that, to say, I'm ready for my moral weakness. I'm ready for not living up to the standard. I'm, I'm willing to have all these things that I've done, done wrong, the things that have corrupted me and stood in the way of God to be uh, forgiven and I'm gonna ask for that forgiveness. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the story, um, Jesus died on the cross and then he rose again from the dead and it seems so familiar to those of us that know the story. But in between dying on the cross and coming back from the dead, before the stone was rolled away, there's a lot to the story there that I want to talk to you about. The Bible tells us that they placed him in a rich man's grave because Jesus did not have a grave. And so a rich man came along and said, I would like to take his body and place it in a grave. And the Bible tells us that they placed a stone in front of the grave. Now, again, as I'm like, roll the stone away, just to put it in perspective, It would take about 12 to 20 men to really roll the stone in place, okay? It was a very large stone that was put in place there. And I want you to understand what was going on here. Let's read in Matthew chapter 27. The Gospels give us all sorts of the account. And in Matthew chapter 27, starting in uh, verse 57, it says, As evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, who had become a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. And Pilate issued an order to release it to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone, get that, a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching the guard at the tomb. The next day on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, sir, we remember what that deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise from the dead. So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and then telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. Pilate replied, take guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. So you've got to track along with the story here. The, the rich man has put Jesus in there. They've rolled this very large stone in front of the entrance. And the religious people remember what Jesus said. Now, I think it's interesting if you know the story. The religious people remember what Jesus said, but the disciples forgot it. The ladies forgot it. Everybody else forgot it, but the religious people remembered what he said. And how many know your friends may forget what you say, but your enemies won't? okay, and the enemies of Jesus did not forget what he said, and uh, it's interesting, they said, we've got the stone there, we want to have it sealed, and we want guards there, Um, we, we don't want anyone getting in. Now, if you know the story again, Jesus comes back from the dead, but they were not worried about Jesus coming back from the dead. They were worried about people getting in to the tomb, not Jesus coming out. I mean, we would think, like, put the rock there, keep him in there. But see, that's like a a horror movie in their mind, and those hadn't been invented yet. And so they weren't thinking of dead people coming back from the grave. They were thinking, don't let living people get to Jesus, Don't let living people get to Jesus. And so if you're tracking along big stones, sealed, guards with spears, and they're there, and they're saying this stone, this seal, these guards are a giant obstacle that are going to keep people from Jesus. I don't know where you're at right now, but there's not a literal stone in your way. But for a lot of people, there's a large stone in the way. And it could be uh, your family that says, stay away from religion, or religion might just be a phase that you go through. It's a giant stone. It could be critics saying, this isn't real. It could be um, the cares of this world, money, and success, and fame being a giant stone in the way, and it's sealed, and it's guarded, and there's no way through. I know uh, one lady, Joan, she was an atheist, and, and the giant stone that was in the way of her coming to church were her friends. And she told me she literally had to lie to her friends to come to church because They were guarding her from going to church, and eventually she found Jesus, but it was a giant stone in the way that was keeping her away. For some, it's just ignorance. They don't know the truth, and whatever it is, the stones are very, very real, and here and at all of our campuses, our pastors are now going to share different stories and different things about their life or pastors on the team there uh, of the stone that stood in their way to finding Jesus. Now, for me, um, the stone was ignorance. Okay, the stone for me was just ignorance. I just didn't know, and when I heard the truth, it was all of a sudden the stone of not knowing, of of it being private, of it being away from me, was rolled away, and I ran towards Jesus. I'm just telling you, when I heard the message at the age of seven, I was like, I didn't know this before, and I ran to Jesus. I could tell you this, that for one of our pastors, he said, I was raised in a religious home. And he said, I was religious, I checked the box, I made sure I was faithful on the faithful days that you're supposed to go to church, you know? And he said, but then I went to a retreat, and when I went to this retreat, they told me about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and he said, that religious stone was rolled away. For another one, they said, "Um, I was chasing after success and money and things, and I thought that if I gave my life to Jesus, everything in my life would be taken away. So he said basically this pile of stones, this giant stone in front of him was success and, and the home and the car and the things that he had attained and said, if I follow Jesus, I'm going to lose it all. So that stone was right in the way between him and Jesus. And then somebody explained to him that he could uh, give his life to Jesus. It was worth anything he'd trade and the stone was rolled away. But I don't know what your stone is. For some, it might be alcohol, it might be drugs, and it's promising something, and it's a giant stone that says, this is enough, stay away from Jesus. But I believe God can roll away your stone at the end of service. Uh, We can pray that that stone will be rolled away, and you can give your life to Jesus Christ, all right? Now, let's pick up the story. Uh, Mark, again, the Gospels, all of them, talk about uh, Jesus' death and his resurrection. And this says this in Mark chapter 13. 16, it says, Saturday evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Sloan, went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us From the entrance of the tomb. Now it's interesting, um, they were doing as the Bible customs of the day. They were buying spices and they were going to anoint Jesus' body because it hadn't been anointed. And it's interesting, remember, the religious people are like, we remember what he said, keep him in there. The women don't remember what he said, and the reason that we know that for sure is they bought spices for a dead guy, not a change of clothes. How many know what I'm talking about? (laughs) If they'd have thought he was risen, they were like, "Do you think this fits to medium? Was he a medium? You know, how I many? Like that would have shown some faith." But instead, they're like, "Okay, spice. Which, did you bring all the spice? You the spice together, you know." And they're wondering, and then they're thinking about, "Well, who's gonna roll away the stone from us? For us? They're not thinking like maybe the stone is rolled away, maybe Jesus is out. All these things, and so they're wondering, and you know, if they knew how big the stone was, because the Bible tells us that they were there watching." I'm sure they were thinking, how come we couldn't get any of the disciples? What are the three of us going to? I mean, how are we going to move the stone? Maybe there'll be somebody there working that can roll away the stone. It puts some, puts some humanity on the scene here, okay? In their grief, they're trying to figure out who's going to do this, and they come along, and the, the Bible tells us that they see someone there that we now know is an angel, but they think it's the gardener. And again, Maybe my imagination is a little too active, but all of a sudden I saw him going, oh, he can help. He can roll away the stone. What was he, like a superhero gardener? You know, and then I thought he was an angel, so he kind of sort of was. All right, so, um, but they see him, and he's there, and the Bible tells us on account that they see who they think is a gardener, but it's an angel, and the angel is there, and, and he's telling them that the stone has been rolled away, and if you'll just indulge me again with my imagination in my mind, the way I see this scene is the angel is sitting there, and I see him eating an apple. I just see him eating an apple, kind of as a play on the original sin all the way back in Genesis. And he's kind of eating an apple. He's got a knife in his hand, and he's kind of cutting off an apple. Because that's how my dad did it, you know what I mean? So I just, because it kind of, how many know that you could just eat an apple and it's kind of humble, but you do it with a knife, there's a whole other level of like, yeah. That's how I see him. That's how I see him. And I see him there like, he isn't here, guys. He isn't here. Go check. Go check. Let's read, the, read what the gospel account says. It says, but as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which is very large, had already been rolled aside. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Uh, They were looking, wondering who's going to roll the stone away, and the stone had been rolled away. And if I could say this, that's grace. That's grace in your life. You're wondering, who will overcome my friends, my critics, my doubts, um, my addictions, my treasures of this earth? And God says, by grace, I'm going to roll that stone away. I'm going to roll it away for you and give you access to Jesus. And, and then I love what he says, like, he's not here. He's, he's not where dead things are. And if you could just give me just a moment. I believe that a lot of people look for Jesus or look for hope, if you will, in dead things. They look for dead things. They think that religiously checking the box will answer their, their questions, but it doesn't. They think that chasing after dead things, again, like alcohol and adultery and addictions, they think fame and success, chasing after dead things will help give them life, but it doesn't. And I love what the angel said. Don't look for Jesus amongst the dead things. And I'll tell you this, you don't need to look for hope amongst the dead thing. Jesus is no longer with the dead things, Okay. He paid the price and he's a living savior. We, said, we sang the song, uh, roll the stone away, see the empty grave, you're the risen king. Um, it's been rolled away and it's been rolled away for others and God will roll away your stone. I want to continue the story. The Bible tells us the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. As they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. After they had an encounter with Jesus, after you have an encounter with the risen king, The Bible tells us that they worshiped. They worshiped. The disciples worshiped. Thomas worshiped. People, when they have an encounter with Jesus, worship. And if you wonder why our our church has expressive, responsive worship, it's because people have had an encounter with Jesus. And they know the stone that was rolled away, and they get excited about their relationship with God. And they're like, I want to worship Him. I want to lift up my hands and sing hallelujah. And that song that we wrote says that, and the way that we live says that. It says, I'm going to raise my hands and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if Jesus is risen from the dead, he's risen, and his promises are true. That's the thing. If he's risen from the dead, his promises are true, and he is risen from the dead. So if his promises are true, um, and we know they are, because if you can defeat death, anything else you said you're going to defeat, your word is good. I mean, that's the ultimate defeating. It, he defeats death, everything else. So think about it. Jesus said this in John eleven twenty five. 25. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying." Okay, so he's saying, if you believe in me, you'll live even after dying. People call that eternal life. And Jesus promised that. And if he can conquer the grave and he's a risen king, then that is true. Jesus says, if you believe on me, your sins will be forgiven. If That's got to be true. He says, you will live forevermore in me. That's got to be true. He says, you can live life more abundantly. Got to be true. It's got to be true, because his promises are true. If he can defeat the grave, he defeats everything, and his promises are true. If he says you'll have eternal life, it's true. If he says you will be saved, true, true, true. You can bank on it. And people here are banking on it. They're saying, I believe this. This is true. And we know the stone is rolled away. We know that Jesus appeared to people. We know that there's accounts of him appearing to 12 different groups, over 500 people saying we serve a risen king. The stone was rolled away. The guards fell down like dead men. The seal was broken. Jesus came out. People don't have to go into death anymore. They can run to Jesus, and it's true. His promises are true. It also means today that he can roll away your stone. That's what it means. It means he can roll away your stone. And I know that sometimes we wonder, what? Can he do it? Can he do it? Can he do it? How many know the power of an addiction can be so strong? How many know the power of a critic laughing at you can be so strong? How many know that even your own doubt can be so strong? And God's like, I want to roll away the stone of your doubt and set you free. And I don't know what stands between you and Jesus, what keeps you out, But nothing kept Jesus in the tomb. And he's here today and he's saying, I'm a risen king. I'm a risen king. The Bible says he ascended into heaven. And the Bible says he's preparing a place for us. And those that call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we have an opportunity now to respond to the love of Jesus, respond to the risen king, and say, Lord, roll away my stone. So here and at all of our campuses, could we bow our heads for just a moment? And let's take a moment to think about that. He's the risen king. He's the risen king. The stone was rolled away. The stone was rolled away. Why? Because he came back from the dead. He came back from the dead, and his promises are true. And the Bible says that if we call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, we'll be saved. Some people wonder, "How how do I get to Jesus? How do I find hope? Can I tell you this? Jesus is walking to you. The women were wondering, how will we get to Jesus? And Jesus is saying, I'm coming to you. You're here today. You might be watching online. You might be at one of our other campuses. And the Bible is, is saying that Jesus is reaching out to you. He's saying, I'm the risen king, and I want to roll away your stone, whatever it is. Will you allow me to do that? We've been praying for you that you'd respond today. We've been praying that you'd call upon his name to be forgiven. We've been praying that you would ask for forgiveness, and we want to give you this opportunity to respond. With everyone's head bowed and their eyes closed, I just want to say this. If you've not responded to the living king, if you've let a a stone stand in your way of religion or tradition, if you've let a stone stand in your way of, of doubt or critics or friends or family or success or fame or money, God's saying, roll away that stone. I want to roll away that stone for you and help you to know me as Lord and Savior. And if you're saying, I need to do it, I need to get past those things that have kept me away from Jesus, and I want to have a personal relationship with Jesus. I want to be forgiven of my sins, those things that I've done wrong, those moral shortcomings, not living up to God's standard, the things that have corrupted me in my life. I didn't even try, but those things attach themselves to my life. And I feel guilty for him. The Bible says he can wash away that guilt, he can wash away that sin, and he can forgive you of all that and make you new. So the Bible says if you believe that he died on the cross and that he rose from the dead and you ask him for forgiveness, you'll be forgiven. And in just a moment, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand to be included in that closing prayer. Everyone's head are bowed, their head is bowed, their eyes are closed. And this is your moment. This is your moment. Are you ready to call on the name of the Lord and say, I'm in. I lift my hand and say, I'm in. I'm in. I want to worship God. I want to live for God. I want to be forgiven. I raise my hand, and I want to be included in the closing prayer of this service. And if that's you with everyone's head bowed and their eyes closed, if you want to be included in that prayer, I'm going to ask you to look up at me, raise your hand. I'll acknowledge it and then you can put it down and I'll include you in this closing prayer. But if that's you and you're in, you say, I want this moment, would you do that right now? Raise your hand, look up at me and I'll acknowledge it. Yes, I see your hand. Yes, I see your hand. Yours, 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 yours. yours. Boy, there's so many in the middle here. There's gotta be 15 hands that just went up. I'm looking to my right. Yes, up here, I see yours. And in the back and in the back middle and right here in the front. Yes, yes, I come into agreement. Yes, in the back, I see yours as well. I'm scanning across this way, yes, I see the two right there. And right there, yes, I see you. Two in the back right there, I see you. One right up here, yes, I see yours. Hands everywhere going up, and I thank God for this. If you don't think I saw you, and you don't think I pointed at you, give me one last wave and say, hey, 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 include me in the closing prayer. My stone needs to be rolled away. I need access to Jesus. If He's coming to me, I'm coming to Him. I want my life to change. Yes, yes, I see your hand. Yes. Yes, I see you. I see you. Amen. All across this place, you can put your hands down. We saw those hands, and God saw those hands, and he says, right now, I'm going to roll away the stone that is there. I'm going to roll it away, and we are going to come into a relationship. We are going to come into this relationship. You're going to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and live for Him for the rest of your life and say, God, I want to do this. Give me the strength to do this. And I want to pray this prayer for you, this closing prayer. And I'm going to pray a line. And then I want to ask that you would pray the line in this closing prayer. And I'm going to ask you'd pray it out loud, but the other people around you will pray it out loud with you. Nobody prays alone at River Valley. We'll pray with you. And I'm going to pray a line, then you pray a line. And we're going to pray this prayer and ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. Let's pray this. Dear Lord Jesus... I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong, and I ask for your forgiveness. Please forgive me. I know you will. And now I pledge to live for you the rest of my life. You are the risen king. You died and rose again so I could be forgiven, and I believe that. I turn from my sins and turn to you and ask you to forgive me, I will live for you. Lord, I thank you for those people that made that prayer so simple, so profound, it's so real. They turned from their sins. They asked for forgiveness. Whatever it was that stood in their way, I pray that they would realize it's been rolled away, it's been forgiven, and you now have come into a relationship with them. They are your children. They are forgiven, and they can now live for you for the rest of their life. We thank you, God, for this, and we celebrate this, Lord. You are the risen King. You are the risen king, and we celebrate that today. In Jesus' name we pray. We had about 33 people that raised their hand to do that. Can we say thank God for those people? Thank God for those people that did that. Amen. I want us to stand all across this place and sing this song, just the chorus of it Roll the stone away. We won't mind if you do a little roll. But the stone was rolled away for 33 people. And I think we should sing this song with some joy. Come on, sing it. All right, I wanna talk to those people. Yes, that's amazing. we're gonna sing it one more time. It's a great song, it's a great, great song, and it proclaims the truth of what has happened in people's lives and what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. But to those people that made that decision, can I just do something real quick with you? I would like you to tell someone before you go to bed tonight that you gave your life to Jesus. You can say, I don't have it all figured out, but I gave my life to Jesus. I made him my Lord and Savior. And uh, I'm I'm starting a new walk and a new relationship with Jesus Christ. So tell someone, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell somebody at church. But out of your mouth, verbally, tell someone, I did it. I did it. I'm excited for those. And the other thing I'll tell you is on your way out, our ushers will have this book, Now What?, they'll have, they would love to get, they'll just be standing there, and if you want one, just ask them for it, they'll give it to you, matter of fact, I think the prayer teams will have it too, so prayer teams, you can make your way on up here in the front, they'll have it too, if you want to come up and get prayer, or talk to somebody, like what did I do, Um, this can just give you that, that next step, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do, now that I rolled the stone away, now what do I do, they, they'll have the book, the ushers will have it on the way out, And, uh, and of course, those CDs are out on the table in the lobby. You can grab one of those. Everyone can get one. But this, I just want you to do two things. Tell somebody who gave your life to Jesus and get this and go through it. I helped to write this just so you could know, now how do I live? You know, because it says, roll the stone away, see the empty grave. We lift our hands and sing. That's really saying we've got a life that's different now. Now what? Now what do we do? We sing hallelujah. Well, we live differently because of Jesus. So now what do we do? One more time. I want us to sing it. Roll the stone away, see the empty grave, and we'll celebrate this one he's risen indeed. Let's have an amazing weekend celebrating our risen king and celebrating all the lives that will have the stone rolled away in their life. Have an amazing week serving the Lord. If you made that decision, be sure to get that book and the uh, EP is for everyone. God bless you. Have a great week.